0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن
1: الرحيم يا ايها
0: الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة عماد الدين من أقامها فقد أقام الدين ومن هدمها فقد هدم الدين أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم <coughs> The purpose of our sitting together is to revise the lessons that we have repeatedly learned and heard and this repetition and this revision is something that we have to keep on doing. Quran Sharif says, فَإِنَّ Remind, or verily A reminder is very beneficial for the believers. So this is a reminder for myself, for all of us. Allah, make it a means of fair and benefit for me, for everyone, inshaAllah. This reminder and this advice that we have to keep giving and taking, so tonight we will revise the advice of a very very great personality, the advice of some person whose wisdom the Qur'an Sharif testifies to, the Qur'an Sharif mentions that, وَلَقَدْ أَعْتِيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةَ أَنِشْكُرُ لِلَّهِ The Luqman ﷺ, according to the majority of the Mufastirin, he was not a Nabi of Allah, but he was a very pious person, very great personality. Allah says, we blessed him with great wisdom. So now somebody who the Quran Sharif says, Allah says that we blessed him with great wisdom, we can imagine what would be the depth of what he will advise. What gems of advice he will give. So he had given many advices especially to his son. Some of these advices are in the Qur'an Sharif and apart from the advices that are in the Qur'an Sharif on one occasion he said to his son that over time I have given you 4,000 advices. Now this is also a lesson for us that this advising doesn't stop after saying it once or twice, or saying one or two things. This is a lifelong thing, and especially advice from a parent to their child. Most of the time, this is something that is neglected or done very, very little, whereas this is a responsibility of the parent to keep advising and never to tire of advising. And when it will hit home, Allah knows. Sometimes it's not in the first instance, not in the second, not in the third, maybe in the tenth, maybe in the twentieth. Allah knows best when it will hit home. Oh, Shaykh al Masha, he knew that used to mention one incident that the nephew of Hazrat Hamid Mawlana Shabir Ali Sa'ad Marhum says he told him this personally. His own incident, he mentioned to him personally, so there was no other link between them and he said that he was the nephew of Al-Tamir he says he was advising somebody that look you got this habit of smoking it is not a good thing so keep it up he told him once, twice, thrice and then he decided to start keeping count so he carried on telling him, and every time, every now and again every few days apart or whenever they met him, whenever they had a chance to talk to him. So this was some relative of his, so he kept on telling him, but he now was keeping calm. And he says that eventually, he told him for the hundredth time. Over a period of time, he says, it happened such, that the day I gave him the advice for the hundredth time, the next day he came to tell me, well, since yesterday I gave it a that you have been telling me for so long, I decided now it's enough now. Now I gave it up. But the lesson in this was, for us, is 100 times up to the 99th time also this person didn't stop yet. it didn't deter him to advise him for the 100th time. And eventually this hit home. With the fuzal of Allah, this person got the talking. So this advising is an ongoing thing. It doesn't finish off at any point. As long as we are learning, we need the advice, as long as we are living, we need to give advice. We need to have the heart to take advice. And we need to have the concern to give advice also. In giving advice, it must not be for any personal issue. It must be for the pleasure of Allah. And giving that advice, as Allah has said, he said that حق بار حق haq jazbe there atar done. There's three conditions to it. One is what a person is saying, what is advising, what he's saying to somebody is something correct. He's not giving somebody wrong advice. He's not taking a person in the wrong direction. What he's saying is within the limits of Sharia. It is something that is bringing a person closer to Allah. So he's saying the right thing. But saying the right thing it doesn't finish off there. He's saying the right thing, it must be said in the right way of it. One is to say the right thing, but if it is said in the wrong way, it is said in a way that humiliates somebody. So he's saying the right thing, but he's saying it in a way that humiliates someone, that is wrong. So that wrong manner of saying it will lose the effect of what was said. So one is the right thing to be said, to be said in the right way. But then also to check the motivation behind it. Sometimes a person is saying the right thing, he saying it in the right way also. But it could be that the motivation is wrong. Motivation is perhaps this person last time told me something, my chance to get even with him now. I found something about him now. So I'm scoring some points now. But that too will lose the effect. If it's the right thing, said in the right manner, for the right reason, for the pleasure of Allah. Allah. This is my brother. And if I see one scorpion sitting on his head, I'm not going to leave him. I'm going to protect him from it. I'm going to tell him, please, look, something is harmful to you. With that same concern now, I will point out, advise him in a way that will bring the message home and he will be comfortable accepting it also. Then inshallah, they are a that won't go to waste, it won't go without effect. If not the first time, not the second time, as in this instance we heard hundred times. But the hundred time it happened, once the Tamir said I was in the toilet, and I could hear some talking outside. I overheard somebody saying something to the other person. He said, I took a lesson from it. One person is talking to the other, his friend, and he's saying, I told so and so so many times to do whatever it was, and he's still not taking him. now I'm not going to be bothering anymore about him. So this is what he told his friend now. He's talking about the third person that I've advised him so many times for whatever wrong he's doing to stop it. But he is not taking heed I am not going out for time anymore. The friend told him, that he is not stopping the wrong that he is doing, why are you stopping the right that you are doing? He is still persisting in the wrong, what you were doing was a good thing. You were inviting, him, you were inviting him to Allah, what you are doing is a very noble thing. He is not stopping the wrong, why are you stopping the right? You continue with the right. And if he stops, doesn't stop, you are still going to be rewarded for what you are doing. And you are still going to get closer to Allah each time you advise somebody for the pleasure of Allah. So this advice is a thing that we need to take. We need to have the heart to take it. Somebody is giving us advice. It might be our friend. It might be our senior. It might be our junior. whoever it may be. But he is doing us a favor. He is telling us something that will be of benefit to us. So we should have the heart to take it. In any case, coming to us in Bukhmad, he said to his son that over time I have given you 4,000 advices. And today out of those 4,000, I am selecting four. Now can we imagine a person who his wisdom, the Qur'an testifies to, that he granted this person great wisdom so every one of those 4,000 would be gems. Every one of it would be with great depth. And now a person of this wisdom is selecting four out of those 4,000. These four will be the cream of the crop. These four will be really things that a person, if he attaches his to it and he brings it into his life, then his dunya and after will get made. Because the Quranic is certified to the wisdom of the personality. He said, today I am selecting four for you. And then he gave him those four advices. So this is the advice of the personality of this wisdom, and he is advising his son, but this advice is for us. Because we are also the spiritual children of the, our elders. We are the spiritual children of the Abu Dhabi, Salam, and all the five school see, we are dead children also. We need to take his advices. The first advice he gave him is: "Aku takfi majadisin nas, tahfahud disanak." When you are among people, they look after your tongue. Can you imagine just keeping in mind the background to this <coughs> that over time he's given him four thousand advices, and on this occasion he's summarizing that four thousand or other selecting out of those four thousand selecting four only so this four would be really something that is the summary of the four thousand and out of that four top of the list number one so this is number one of four thousand actually number one on top of the list he says look after the tongue, because the tongue is such a small little organ in the body but it is such a an organ which has such potential that it can make a person and at the same time it is so dangerous that it can break a person it can make a person and can break a person also the Hadith Shariq hadith says that a person sometimes utters something he utters something and la he doesn't give any thought to it that what I said but this was something from Kheil, it was something good. But he didn't even give any thought to hey, it that I said anything great or I said anything very deep or whatever. But somehow it had such an impact on someone. Or it brought such a good end result. He finally this some one word of some advice and somebody was about to divorce his wife and this one little word of advice just made that person change his mind. Now what Kheil he got out of this? and he stays such a huge disaster that could have happened. There was somebody that was feeling down and out and these are not just hypothetical examples, these are everyday situations. Allah tarak, protect us and save us but these have become almost everyday situations. Somebody is sitting down and out and he is really looking very, very low and somebody came and just patted him on the back and said, you are not looking right, what's happening? He said, no, nothing, no problem. He said, no, you are not looking right. So that person still didn't say anything. He still said, Don't worry, inshallah, just third valla tara. Allah would open the doors for you, whatever your problem is. He said a few words and went away. And that person was sitting there contemplating suicide. And this person's few words, third walla Allah, made him change his mind. Made him decide, No, I'm not going to do this. Now he at that moment all he said was, Don't worry, other idea for you. Tells Allah that I do it. But what Khair came out of it? Nabi S.T. says sometimes he doesn't give any thought to it. يرفع الله بها darajat. Allah Taala elevates his ages to high levels in Jannah as a result. What was this? The end result of a good word. That he took him to the heights of Jannah. And sometimes وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلَ يَتَكَلَّمُ بِالْكَلِّمَةِ مِنْ سَخَّةِ اللَّهِ Sometimes he utters something which earns the displeasure of Allah. He said something which caused a dispute now, between husband and wife, between parent and child, between friends, whatever. He just said something carelessly. He blurted something out. And as a result now, this created so much of problems. And he didn't give any thought to it. That's what I said? The peace Islam says, we fi As a result of this one statement, he falls in the depths of Jahannam. The tongue can make a person celebrate break him also. The tongue can earn a lot for him and make him do everything also. One the bees side, so he decides he earns so much, he'll plant a tree in Jannah for himself. At the same tongue he'll make a river, he'll give that whole tree that he planted away to somebody else who will make river. So with that same tongue he earned that tree in Jannah. With that same tongue he made a river that he gave that tree and Allah knows how much more also. To somebody who will make river also. So, this tongue is a very very, has great potential also, and very dangerous also. Jirmuhu sagheer or Jirmuhu kabir. The size of it is very small, but its crime can be very major. It can, the same tongue utters sometimes words in carelessness, the person loses his imam. He makes a statement against some aspect of deen, he mocks some sunnah allah bubur. He loses his imam with that careless utterance that he made. So, Masrurahullah is highlighting this: that put the fi nas, And why he it saying fi nas in the company of people? Because generally, as soon as a person is in company, somehow at that, in that situation, the tongue, all the brake linings also fail, and the brake fluid also dries up. And this, this is that machinery that never stops. Person everything else gets tired. He is walking, his legs get tired. He keeps picking up something, holding something, his hands get tired. He's reading something after a while, his eyes get tired. Everything gets tired, but the tongue can continue, it doesn't stop, he doesn't get tired. Some people go to sleep, they're still talking they sleep also. So this tongue is something that has to be looked after. A person has to work. Sufya they explain it as First way meaning consider what I am saying what is going to be the effect of this is it going to bring good or is it going to cause a problem then say it. so to build that that consciousness and to practice this to think before saying something and think about it in the context of the day of Kiyamata what I am going to say now what will be the result of this on the day of Tiyamat? Will I be rewarded for this or will I be taken to task for this? In the court of Allah, here yeah, a person can make many justifications of his own sort, some kind of explanation for it. But what will stand on the day of Tiyamat? First think about that and then say what needs to be said. So this was the first advice he gave that look after your tongue. Then the second advice he gave him When you are in the homes of people, then look after your gain. Now why the homes of people? Uh, this is in the context of that zaman and that time. That a person may only get to by chance cast some haram glance on a woman because he went to visit somebody in his house and the house was a two-by-two two house. And everything was in that one house, in that one room, the two by two. The guests had to be seated in that same room, and everybody had to be in the same room. Once Medizall came in the Ram with Sayyidina to the house of Fatima So first he sent his child in and he said, Please you make parada now because I have a guest with me. Because she's in the same space. This was the house. There was no major space there, different rooms and whatever. So in that context this is being said in the houses of people but in our day and time this is not confined to any house, it's every street, every business, anywhere and everywhere. But this is the fitrah of the time. And our used to say, person in this zamana looks after his eyes and look after his heart. Among other things, but mainly these two things, the dog will wilayah is open to him. If he looks after his eyes and heart in this era and time, inshallah, it will be very easy. He'll, he'll reach wilayah of the time. Look after your gaze. Don't commit any haram glance. Don't look in the direction that Allah has forbidden you. Allah commanded us, Say to the believing men to lower their gaze and protect their chastity. And the link between the two is that if the gaze is not going to be protected, the chastity will be in danger. So therefore, both are mentioned side by side. And the Quran Sharif, throughout the Quran Sharif, the command is in the male gender. In Arabic, there is a separate address for the male. Separate address for the female. Address is different, the verbs are used differently. But the male gender is used in the Quran Jalil for all, for everyone. الصلاة, that is a address in the male gender. But it in, includes everybody, includes females also. But come this particular command of the Quran Jalil. Say to the believing men to lower their gayness. I immediately thereafter, separately, that perhaps maybe the woman might think that, well, this addresses the men, doesn't apply to us. Allah says, وَقُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنَاتِ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Say to the believing woman also, they too must protect their gaze. They too must lower their gaze and protect their chastity. Because if this gaze won't be safeguarded, to safeguard the chastity will also be difficult. And in the Hadith of Qudsi, Allah says, al nazr u means the hang of of That this haram glance, this lustful glance, looking at non-mahrams and where else. This is a poisonous arrow of Shaitan. Then Allah says in the Hadith of Qudsi, Man-Daraka The one who will refrain from this out of my fear, out of the fear of Allah dala. فَبْدَلْتُ بِهَا يَجِدُ حَلَاوَةَهُ فِي That I will in return give him such iman that he will experience the sweetness of it in his heart. The muhaddisin saying one meaning of this. Some muhaddisin give is that what it actually refers to is the pleasure in ibadat. That The person now will make Allahu then he will be in a state of mind that he would want to continue his salah, he'll be enjoying salah in such a way. He'll start reciting the Quran to He'll be enjoying every letter, the recitation of every letter. He will be in another realm. He will be making vigor, and that will be the ecstasy for him because he gave up haram pleasure, in return, Allah will give him halal pleasure. He gave up filthy things. Allah will give him the pleasure of what is pure. But other muhaddisim say that this, this goes without saying. This is there. This is something which definitely is the case. But the meaning of this hadith is something beyond that. That this is a physical experience. And when a person eats something sweet, he puts something sweet on his tongue, he feels that sweetness. And is very sweet, from head to he feels the sweetness. Likewise, the sweetness of imam. He will taste its sweetness. He will feel its sweetness in his heart. And that happiness and joy a person gets out of something, he will get that kind of pleasure out of his iman But, that pain on the heart will have to be taken when that nafs is tempting him, is drawing him in the direction to come with that haram glance. Shaitan is dragging him in that direction and he is out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala pulling back in this tug of war his heart will break sometimes but this heart breaking is not something to worry about it is a pressure on the heart at that time but not something to disregard this is a very great thing that a person's heart breaks for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. because when that heart breaks for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala mends that broken heart with his love Allah tara mends that broken heart with the sweetness of iman. Bacha bacha ke narak ke aina he wo aina. Pope says in Urdu that bacha bacha ke narak. Don't try to keep saving this mirror. The heart in poetic language is always referred to as a mirror because the mirror is also very sensitive. You knock it very slightly also in my brain. In fact, this heart is also very sensitive. The mirror also immediately reflects whatever comes in front of him. In front of it. The heart also immediately whatever comes in front of it. I see something directly impacted on the heart. The ears hear something directly impacted on the heart. Therefore a person has to be, before looking at something, reading something, he has to select what he's going to read. He's going to select what he's going to look at. Select what he's going to listen to. Because all this is going to affect the heart. So the Pope says, Pacha ke narag don't try to save this mirror from breaking meaning breaking for the pleasure of Allah ला, ला. don't try to save it from breaking because this mirror is such a mirror that shikasta ho aziz tar hai generally something breaks the person to it away this is now not worth anything, throw it away you see this mirror is such when it breaks it becomes more beloved to the maker when this breaks, then this is more beloved to the being that made it. Normally a person made something and broke through it away. But when this heart breaks for Allah this heart becomes beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Allah now fills his heart with the sweetness of Iman. So especially in this Zawana that we are living in, this is the challenge of the time. This is the test of a person's taqwa. A person sometimes just tired of autism and with the tears in his eyes, it hurts from there, his Qumdi haram glances. He's standing in Arafat and making dua, and Allah he's turning around and he's haram glances And whatever he's earning, is being been lost through the gaze. All the person's efforts, his efforts of deen, his tilawah, his tahajjud, and whatever so many things the person does, but more often than not, he loses it through the window of his eyes. So this is something to be very, very conscious about, to be making dua to be putting pressure on one's nafs. You come with this haram plan, you're going to make ten dollars nothing. You're going to have to give 100 in Sadaqah. Then this will get subdued. And to relate to our elders, that how do I overcome this? This is the melody now, how do I overcome it? What is the prescription? So in any case, this was the second advice he gave him, nas. Then the third advice he gave him الصلاة, When you are in Salah, look after your heart. That person has said, Allahu Akbar, and he said, Allahu Akbar, the gesture is so to say, he's thrown everything else away behind him. All the things that could occupy his mind, he said, Allahu Akbar, he raised his hands to his ears to say, Tabir al He first threw everything else behind him and now he says Allah. Now only dedicated to Allah. Nobody else. So the heart in Salah must be focused on Allah alone. Everything else, his shop, his business, his occupation, his profession, his work, whatever it is, everything is placed after Salah. Otherwise, the very famous story about what Imam Sa'b was confused. So said Imam sahab made 3 rakats, somebody said 4 rakats everybody was in confusion one person with great amount now. some say 3, some say 4 one person said definitely 3 everybody was in confusion, how are you are so sure about it so he said well I got 4 shots, each rakat I made the hisab kitab of one shot so they only did 3 the fourth one was left out so definitely is only 3 so now this was his salam each salah, each rakat is making the hisab kitab of one shot so that's not the spirit of salah. The salah which Allah Ta'ala speaks about, munkar. Salah, it prevents. Salah itself has that potential, and it saves a person from all kinds of evil, all kinds of lewd things, all kinds of shamelessness. The salah itself has that potential. But what salah it is? That salah it is those believers are successful who have khushu in their salah. They have khudu in their salah. Their lungs are also at key. They're not making any unnecessary movement. And their heart is also at key. Their heart is focused towards the salah. The next salah is a salah that opens the doors of rizq. Sahabi came home. Is there anything to eat? Nothing to leave. When the masjid had performed he came back to ask immediately. Anything yet or nothing yet? He went back and he performed another two lakas of salah and came. Anything else, he says his is running on his own now, flower is coming out. Hayatul Sahaba, this divide is there. This is now bringing out flower on his own. So salah, but that salah which is a salah. So this was the third advice he gave him. And the fourth advice he gave me is, When you are eating, look after your stomach. Eat to your need, not to the extent of greed. Eat for the sake of living and not live to eat. Two different things. Half the world, they are needing to eat to live, they can't get food to eat. Half the world is dying of starvation and the other half of the world is dying of overeating. So one is to eat in order to live. Sometimes we live so that we can eat. So a person, food is the na'mad of Allah Taala, and Allah Taala shows in bounties, we should make sugar, Alhamdulillah. But, overeating, overeating is harmful physically. Overeating creates spiritual latati also. A person becomes latati spiritually also. The Prophet says, that a person hasn't filled any vessel, any utensil, Full it up to its which is worse than filling the stomach to its Anything else you put in the brum, it's fine. If it I spill a little bit, nothing more will happen. But the stomach gets filled to its brum, it causes a great amount of difficulties. Physically, also, it brings spiritual compensation. And obviously, first, batanak, be careful what you put in your stomach. Be sure that what you are putting is halal and tayyib. Because what a person consumes is what he becomes. If he eats what is halal, what is tayyib, what is pure, then this brings out pure a'mal as well. Ya ayyuha rusul, kulu mina tayyibati wa amalu saliha. La Taala addresses the ambiya alayhi salatu wasalam. He says, Eat the pure things and do righteous actions. The first thing he that both are linked. Eating pure things brings about that talking. Because it brings good khair within a person. And that enables him now to do good aamal. Shafisa Rahmatullah he says that there was one very poor person in Yogan who was like a woodcutter or grass cutter. He used to cut grass and sell the grass, make a few cents so to say. And from this he would save up a little bit. Now like a person saving up 10 cents at a time. Like 10 cents at a time, okay, in that time the 10 cents was a fair amount. But you would take a little bit, a few cents every month or whatever. And after about maybe six, eight months, one year is gone, you would have gathered just a little bit. And that little bit of money that you would have gathered, you would come and you would give it to some of the stars in Dao that look, this is what I want to give you people a dowel. but this is the dowel. there's the money. You cook it and you all of you eat it. So Shakisabhakal Ali says that it was just a little bit. So all of the ustad was quite good as cooking as well. So he would be my He would be given the task that some little bit of sweet rice. He would cook some sweet rice of this. That little money, only that money, and it was only in that quantity that everybody could just get one two mas only. And he says he used to wait sometimes the whole year for this particular hour. He says after eating the one two mas. For over a month, you could feel that fervor of goodness, That this was this person's halal earning, earning in that pious way with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and in that he's saving that little bit to be able to share it with somebody else. this says he used to wait for this doubt, and this used to be such a doubt that the few Muqmas used to eat only. It wasn't some five-course It it's just a few, had pulled, a few muscles. But this was the effect that he could feel. So this was the fourth advice he gave him. And then he said to him, I will tell you two more things. Somebody might say that, well, said four now, where the other two came. But these are things, like somebody first says I will give you four million. Say but I'm thinking of give you two more. What's the problem with that? It all means two more, you'll give four more, also no So this is worth more than millions. He said to him after that, that I want to tell you two more things. And these two actually are four. First, he said is, that don't ever remember two things. Two things, don't ever remember. Don't ever remember your favors to people. Don't ever remember, this is the first part of it, don't ever remember your favors to people. You need somebody a favor, you need it for Allah. You give it for Allah, you got a reward from him. Now don't destroy this. To do a favor to somebody is an act of goodness, it's an act of righteousness, it's mustahab, it's something that will earn reward. But to give reminder of a favor is haram. So if a person is going to be giving reminders, he rather not do the mustahab there. Because then the he's going to be some haram. Tatukti rosa happen bil mannewan Lakala says, don't destroy your charity by giving reminders and hurting the person now, reminding him I did this for you and I did that for you. So you need a good act, you did it for Lakala. Now your reward is with So that is, somebody now, we did somebody something and his father paid us. Just as an example, his father paid us full, he paid an extra also. Now he should remind him, I did this for you. See, what you did for me? Father paid you already. What you did for me? You got paid for what you did. But what can somebody's father says Allah tala is rewarding. Allah tala who is our creator, our sustainer. So you need a good act to be a favour to somebody, Allah tala already rewarded. That was between you and Allah Ta'ala. Now forget about it. So the first thing is said, don't remember your favors to people. And don't remember people's ill treatment to you. Don't ever remember these two things. Don't remember your favors to people. Don't remember people's ill treatment to you. Sometimes, one is, there is some recoverable right. Somebody is owing you money, something that is recoverable, then within the levels of sharia you're entitled to claim it, entitled to ask for it, and take whatever steps they are in a dignified way to recover it. Now means, you're entitled to it, somebody has the heart to forgive, that also is very good. Masha'Allah, this is but, sometimes, and more often than not, there isn't any recoverable right in terms of any monetary right or anything. The issue is somebody said something, somebody said, hurt my feelings with something, and this happens indeed, we are human. We are not made of concrete and brick and stone and wood, we have feelings, we all have hearts, and this heart is very sensitive. as we just understood. <coughs> so we have feelings indeed. But the prescription to a very easy life and being able to continue with life without this heavy baggage on oneself is to learn to forgive and forget and move on. And people will say, don't remember the ill treatment of people towards you. Because often somebody said something, he might have said it. it's wrong what he said maybe, but maybe he didn't even mean it. Not that it justifies what he said. He just came up with a mistake. Now he's regretting it also. Now we're carrying it within ourselves. Now one person said something, now this became baggage on our head. Then now somebody else said something, that became a second bag, bag on the head. Third person said something, now who's getting crushed under the weight of this baggage? That person said he even forgot about it. He's carrying on with life. And who's getting crushed under this weight? Ourselves, this emotional weight. There's all this emotional baggage. This person did this, this person said that. So the Salah is giving me that prescription. For continuing life easily. We also make mistakes. We also sometimes about out, we also say something, sometimes a mistake we can hurt somebody. We also regret it. I don't regret something. But a person who has real courage, this is a person who can forgive and overlook and move on. Imam wahanifarmtulale person came in front of all in the gathering that he was sitting in, among all the students, and he comes and he slaps him in front of everybody. Can you imagine this situation? The Imam of the time, personality that is respected and revered by all the great Ulama of the time, the Imams of the time, and now somebody comes and slaps him. And we remember this? fruit on a tree, there will be somebody there to throw stones also. So now he was laden with fruit. Fruit of knowledge, fruit of taqwa, fruit of everything. So now there will be those who want to throw stones on this fruit as well. So in any case when this person slapped him, so he very calmly responded to him, and he said to him that look, you slap me, if I slap you in return, then I am entitled to it. Because an eye for an eye, so a slap for a slap, if I slap you in return, I'm entitled to it, but I won't do that. If I want to take revenge from you through my friends here, then I'm entitled to it. You hurt me, I can take that revenge to the extent you hurt me. Allah has entitled me to that. But I won't take revenge by the friends also. If I want, I can curse you in return. Because you hurt me, so I'm entitled to curse you back. But I won't do that. If I want, I can go and lay a complaint with the Qadri, with the judge, in the court. That you hurt me in this way, so therefore now this revenge must be taken from you. I have that right. But I won't do that also. And if I want, I can leave it for the day of Tiyamat. On that day, I will then claim to be compensated for what you hurt me in dunya. He said, I don't even leave for the day of Kiyamat. Instead, inshaAllah, Allah Ta'ala gives me Jannat. Allah Ta'ala gives me the opportunity of taking anybody else to Jannat, I'll take you and go to Jannat. (laughs) Now, when a person has this kind of heart, number one, it will melt every other heart around him. And, when he has done this, he has closed that door of grief to himself. But he kept it open is going to keep bothering him. Every other day he's going to, something or the other is going to keep bothering him and he's going to be under this weight. But when he said forget it now, it's over, done. for the sake of Allah, Ta'ala, I've forgiven it. For that one day, maybe two days, for a short while, he feels some little effect of it and then life will be very light It'll carry on without that difficulty. So this is the lesson that Master Salaam is giving. Don't remember your famous to people don't remember people's ill treatment to you. This is a prescription of an easy life. And then he said two things don't ever forget. First thing, don't ever forget Allah. All the time be conscious, my Allah is. All the time be conscious, Allah knows. Allah knows the deception of the eye. Allah even knows what the heart conceals. The thoughts that are turning in that heart. What kind of thoughts? Is it good thoughts? Is it thoughts that bring a person closer to Allah? Is he cooking all kinds of filthy thoughts? Is he busy fantasizing? What is he up to? Allah knows. So don't ever forget Allah. person who remembers Allah, will remain in the obedience of Allah. And that is why, the effort of Islah and Tazkiyah and Tasawuf, the whole object of this is to bring a person to that quality of nisbat, what is termed as nisbat. A person becomes connected to allah in such a way that he is forever conscious of allah He is walking, he is conscious of allah He is talking, he is conscious of allah He is sleeping also, he is conscious of allah at the time he is going to sleep. And when he is waking up, he is conscious of allah It's like a person, there's a Thorn that has come into his foot, and it broke in there, and now try as much as he wants, he can't pull it out. It's there, and life will carry on. Can't keep sitting the whole life. Life will carry on. He'll walk, he'll eat, he'll talk. He might even get married with the thorn in his foot, and he'll go through married life also. But he'll never be able to forget and this that the pain that is there, which is there, is killing him. He'll never be able to totally to get that out of his mind. He'll be laughing and joking also, but this he'll be conscious of, that this is still hurting me. So likewise, when this nisbat and this connection with Allah Ta'ala comes, I mean this true love of Allah Ta'ala enters the depths of the heart, by means of the constant remembrance of Allah, Ta'ala, by refraining from the disobedience of Allah, Ta'ala, breaking one's heart for the pleasure of Allah, Ta'ala, but not submitting to nafs and shaitan. And the key to all disease, the company of the pious. The company of the abdullah. In every community Allah ta'ala has these pious servants. It's for us to seek them out, be in their company. And this transfers from heart to heart this birth. And when this becomes a person's condition, then in all conditions he'll be conscious of Allah ta'ala. And when he's conscious of Allah ta'ala, then he won't have the strength to disobey Allah ta'ala. Not that he'll become paralyzed. But, can a person commit zina in front of his father? Can even commit zina of the eyes in front of his father? He can't do it. See, but why you can't do it? You can see, I can't do it. Impossible. Allah Ta'ala is watching. Nobody's father is watching. Nobody's staff is watching. Nobody's family Nobody is, Nobody is watching. His wife is not watching. Nobody's watching. But Allah is watching. When he has this conscious of Allah Ta'ala, Allah is away. Allah is watching. Allah is with him that you won't be able to come with haram. And he said the second thing, don't ever forget death. Don't ever forget Allah, don't ever forget death. The death comes, it comes without any notice. It comes suddenly. It comes without a person realizing where it came from. How many times it happens, a person is walking, talking, everything, in a moment is gone. Just in moments. So when a person is conscious of death, then he, one is when a person is conscious of Allah ta'ala, he will be in the obedience of Allah ta'ala. When a person is conscious of death, that will become a barrier between him and son. Because all the time he will be conscious that I am going to go into this place, what if my life comes out of it? Just recently one friend says he met somebody who is involved in burial work and so on, somebody who knows well. This person was looking very, very dumb. So he asked him, you're not looking right, you're not feeling well. So he just said, no, I had a bad experience. So what bad experience you had? But because he does the burial work, he received a call Say I have to go and fetch a body out of the casino. <laughs> this happened two weeks ago. I have to go and fetch a body out of the casino. But this person went to hate and happy and had long, long plans of what he's going to do and how he's going to do what. But this janaza came of him. There have been instances where a person's body was picked up in the bed of zina Allah protect us and save us. So a person who has this consciousness of death, said my death can come any time. Do I want to die in a condition of sin? Never. So I rather never commit this sin in the first place. So this is what he gave this advice, which is actually the advice all extracted from the Quran and Sunnah al excessively okay. um, remember that which will serve all pleasures at his death. And a person is conscious of this and he won't get into haram pleasure because he doesn't want his body to come in that condition. So this was the advice of this great personality. The first thing he said was that look after your tongue. Then the second one was look after your eyes. And then in salah, look after your heart. When teaching, look after the stomach. And then the additional advice that he gave, don't remember your famous to people and don't remember people's ill treatment to you. The last piece of advice he gave him was, don't ever forget Allah and don't ever forget death. Allah Ta'ala give me also the Prophet, bless us all, Allah Ta'ala give us this nisbat and connection with Him. This comes by making an effort on Iman in the work of Dawah and Making a profound Iman, talking about the greatness of Allah listening to this repeatedly, waiting the company of the pious in the Ahlullah sitting in their shawl, taking from them. Inshallah, with this continuous effort, Allah will bless us with this great wealth. Allah will give me the topic also to all of us. Wa'akhirat awanah. Okay? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> in the it is mentioned a the person who decides La the hundred times Allah will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon of the day of Qiyamah. What this means is, inshallah, the birth of this daily recitation, Allah will give him the profit of righteous actions, and Allah will save him from haram and from sins, due to which he gained his day of honor. Inshallah, we recited a few times, but we should try and make this a practice of reciting it daily, inshallah. And saying, La ilaha, at that time to bring to mind that everything that is gay Allah all the evil, all the sins, everything that is besides Allah, and all the things that take us away from Allah, everything that fell from our hearts, everything has been thrown out, and Allah is this nur coming from above which is settling in our hearts and brightening it this is the love of Allah we say most. La
1: إِلَّمَا الله مُحَمَّدُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ كَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى آبِهِ وأصحابه,
0: وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ مَنْ أَبَدَى
1: على حبيبك قيل الخلق كلهم لذا الله معنا مبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا نا إلّا الله لا يا إلّا الله لا يا إلّا الله لا يا إلّا الله لا दोनों ने दिल तड़प आई किया है मुझको तबा यही मेरे मौला मेरी मदद करो चाहता हूं मैं
0: तेरी मुझसा में कोई नहीं गो बकी रंदा हूं तू भी मगर है मेरे सारे गुनाह the first la, la, la Allah, in this manner, that that is as a tongue in the mouth that says Allah. Imagine there's a tongue in the heart that is also saying and everything around us is also saying Allah.
1: Allah, 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 Allah.
0: وعزائم مخفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدعنا زرماً إلا وطرتاً ولا همّاً إلا فرجتاً ولا حاجةً هي لترباً إلا قضيتها ويسترتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين most merciful of most gracious, most high, most blessed Allah. and forgive all of us in Allah, and the most of our sinful Allah, the acknowledgement of our sins in Allah, and the goodness in Allah, and begging for our forgiveness in Allah, and the forgive all of me and sins in the Allah, forgive our families in forgive our relatives and friends Allah, forgive the entire of the Show down the the ummet ya Allah Show down the the ummah ya Allah Remove the suffering of the ummah ya Allah Get up the alibi ya Allah, keep us step past the being ya Allah Save us from all the fitnah and fast-up ya Allah Save us from all the traps of nus and shaitan ya Allah Make us with true and obedient servants ya Allah You can hit you fully and being your obedience ya Allah Save us with every evil ya Allah Save us with every sin ya Allah Save us with the sins of the ayah ya Allah Give us the sins of the ears, Allah. the sins of the tongue, Y Allah, save us the sins of the hands and feet, Allah, and the of hearts of the Allah. Full heart with Allah. Ya Allah. And the heart of Follow heart is the love of the follow love of life, and the heart love of the Quran follow heart to be love of Salah, and the fellow heart to be love of follow to love الله Allah, save us حرام يا الله Ya Allah, save us of grain, every drop of harm Ya Allah Allah Alameen Ya Allah, Ya Allah all those who have passed away with the complete mackerel Ya Allah Full of the covers the Allah, get into the high the Allah the time of all they take to Allah محمد رسول الله. هذا ثيك إيمان كامل يا الله. ثيك النسوح يا الله. هذا ثيك اسم الحين بجوا بيجي دهس يا الله. هذا ثيك اسم بعثة الله. ثيك اسم ذي في <تصفيق> condition of يا الله. بالعقول العربية كلها قبر الجحيم وجنات فسّر الله. راندز الشفاعة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. يا الله. هذا الله. اللي في كل جزء من الله. هذا يا الله financial difficulties, remove the difficulties, Ya Allah. Allah goes out worries, depression, anxiety. Allah removing law to give them happiness, Ya Allah. And I unite the hearts of Kumma, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of friends and children, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the entire Ummah, Rasulullah. Allah we also begin in all good. Whatever we Allah give us protection as well. Allah inna been given to wa Muhammad, Muhammad, sallallahu Muhammad, and Muhammad, Muhammad, wa ربنا تقبل منا،, تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا انك انت السليم العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله و
1: اصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله